0: Shit, it's a surprise special episode of You Killed It, the podcast about the challenge. I'm John Chidley-Hill.
1: And I am Sheldon Alexander. Maybe I'll speak into the mic because, you know, that's a thing that, you know, that's why the microphone is here, to speak into said microphone, but hey, why not?
0: I'm not the boss of you. Live your life. <laughs> we have a very special guest. Again, as a surprise, we mm-hmm. got Ashley Mitchell. The legend herself. Hey. The second on, on the all-time money winners list for the challenge. Uh, we were fortunate that uh, a fan sort of got in her uh, <laughs> mentions and mentioned Sheldon and myself. Said, hey, you should get on the show. So we made it happen. Okay. And uh, we had a really great, I'd say it's like a 50, 45-minute conversation covered a lot of ground yeah uh she was we never i don't think we actually officially said this she called in from her vacation in mexico she was in uh playa del carmen yeah uh and was about to go out for those of you that watched the youtube video she was about to go out for a night on the town yeah she's
1: super awesome and and you know i mentioned it to her on the pod but like for me, we talk about it all the time. People that we would like to have a, a drink with, right? That we could chill with, that we could just hang with, and that was kind of the vibe of the conversation. It was very low key, and we talk about it a lot. Where we don't really like discuss ahead of time or like notes or questions or whatever. And for me, it's kind of like because I just want a vibe in the conversation, right? Yeah. And she seemed like cool people. It was that kind of vibe the whole way through, and. She was open and honest about a lot of things. And it was cool to talk to someone again, where it's just like, yeah, that felt like you're talking to a real person, right? Like they're on a unapologetically them, which is what we try to bring on this pod. So to have the guests like that as well, of course, perfect storm.
0: And you'll hear it from Ashley herself, but authenticity and being true to herself Mm -hmm. is very important to her. And I think that comes through on, uh, episodes of the challenge. Uh, but it also came through in this interview. So we'll, uh, hit, we'll get back to you after the bumper.
1: And one thing I got to say though, huge shouts to the you killed it fans doing what you do, the power of the internet power of the you killed it fans. Thank you guys so much for rocking with us, of course. And just know that your army is strong and we listen and the people on the challenge listen. So, Hit them up. Hit us up. We're here. We see you. That's the beauty of this pod and the beauty of the internet. We say it all the time. This isn't our show. This is your show. You guys wanted the interview with Ashley. We got an interview with Ashley. Thanks to you guys. And we appreciate that. We are here doing this still when there's no season going on right now for you guys. And I guess maybe we should mention like there are rumors floating around about a new challenge season and when they finish and all that stuff. Just know that obviously we're not in a position where we're going to ask her about that. Cause she can't talk about it anyways. So there's really no point in doing that. So in case people are wondering like be serious for a second, be smart. <laughs> That's all.
0: Yeah. We're looking in the interview. There's more looking back than looking forward for sure for sure. Anyway, uh you will hear that interview right after the bumper music which starts right now. Actually, we have a rule on this podcast that we don't normally talk about the COVID-19 pandemic because we want people to have a bit of an escape from real life when they listen to us. But that said, I'm going to immediately break that rule because (laughs) you had such a crazy experience in March and April when things were popping off with the pandemic. So could you tell us what exactly happened for you in March and April?
2: Oh my goodness, my whole life is... It's not even like, I feel like it's not even real nowadays, but, um, I was backpacking through South America with my sister. We were in the Amazon jungle. Um, we didn't have Wi-Fi or anything for a few days. And then we found out that this COVID thing, like we all thought that would just go away. We kind of all thought that when we first started hearing about it, we found out that everyone was like going in lockdown and this shit was like serious. So we had to get a police escort back to Quito, Ecuador cause we were like literally in the Amazon jungle. Um, because also you weren't allowed to travel from like state to state.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: get a police escort back to the city and then I was stuck there for a few months. I mean, not stuck there, but kind of stuck there.
0: <laughs> uh, given all that you've traveled around the world now, thanks to the challenge, how does that experience rank in terms of like crazy experiences, getting stuck in an airport or, or anything like that?
2: Well, I travel a lot just without the challenge as well. Let's let that be known, but... Um,
1: oh, I see you on the gram. I see you on the gram.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I do, I just love, it. I feel like traveling like has changed me so much. And I mean, I'm just like a little girl from the country, never thought I would even get to leave, you know the south. So it's just like a dream come true to travel. I mean, it really wasn't that crazy. I knew the whole world was locked down. Believe it or not, I'm actually kind of a homebody anyways. So I got a house and me and my sister quarantined for two months, Uh, two months, we drank too much red wine. Uh, We weren't even allowed to leave the house after 2pm at all not to go on a walk, not to go to the grocery, nothing. And when you did go to like the grocery, you have to wear your mask, obviously gloves, um, you had to like get sprayed with this antibacterial stuff. So, in Ecuador, they were taking it much more serious than we have been in America. Well, I'm not in America right now, but.
1: <laughs> I got you. I got you. Ashley, I got to say something, right? Like, first off, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on this podcast. I just want to say we here on the You Killed It podcast, right? When we have guests on, we're only having people that we like right? I'm very much for like, I'm having people that we rep. And you are one of the people that I rep so much on the show, because you go on the show and have fun. Obviously, the resume speaks for itself. We see the wins. We know you got the M's with the victories, right? You got the millies. But Why is it so important for you to also go on the show and have fun? We refer to it as a five tool player. You bring a little bit of everything to the show, right? Trying to win some strategy, having fun in the house, maybe even, you know, a little cuddle time, let's say, right? But why is it so important to you? Why is that something that, you know, you continue to do time and time again when you're on the show and not afraid to get in a fight or an argument or tell someone about themselves?
2: Well, I think I tweeted this recently that some people come off as the good girl or the perfect, you know, character because they are doing that. They're really good actors and they can act for months. Mm -hmm. And I promise you, I'll just never do that in life at a party, a fancy party, a party, you know, and maybe a bad part of town. I'm the same person. And then on TV, I'm going to be the same person. And if you don't like me, then. That's okay. I mean, not everyone's going to like you. If everyone likes you, then you must not be real. So my thing in life is to always just do your best, try to be kind to everyone, and have fun. You only live once. This is your one life that you have. And if you're not having fun, what the hell are you even doing? Like so, And also the same thing with speaking your mind. Like If someone is putting you down or you don't feel like something's right, uh, you have to stand up. And I mean, that is very relevant right now in today's society and then today's America. Is you know, silence is you know, silence is just as bad as the people that are in the wrong. So if you don't stand up, if you don't say something, then no one else is going to, and you have to be the person that leads the way. That's just the way I live my life.
0: As Sheldon said, we really respect and appreciate. That you can do it all uh, on the challenge. You know, your social game's great, your political game, you're great at puzzles, you're great at the physical competitions. But I was curious, what for you would you say is your best asset on the show?
2: All oh, definitely puzzles. There's an a few things that maybe you will see soon that will show that I really am. I am But also that can be my downfall because being sometimes with your brain working as much as it does as mine in the house, that can be, that can lead to like paranoia or worry too much and thinking too much. And sometimes I can't sleep in the house. Like I sleep a few hours a night because my mind's always thinking and going and trying to politic and do too much. (laughs) So, I mean, I'm
1: great at the puzzles, but I wish sometimes my brain would just shut up. <laughs> so you, you kind of touched on something there that I think, you know, you've done a lot of things on the challenge. And we'll we'll get to the point of, you know, talking about a Mount Rushmore of the best competitors on the challenge. But you kind of touched on something there. And it's something that I feel like you brought to the show, which is the term polydicking, if I'm not mistaken. Was that yeah. a thing? And just kind of explain to people who might not, you know. Well, first off, if you haven't been catching up on prior seasons of the challenge during this pandemic, then what else have you been doing with your time? Mm-hmm. But for people who might be. I, un-
2: I saw a tweet from Wes. Someone had retweeted it. I don't even. Maybe I was. I think I was on your guys' Twitter just being a stalker. And um, <laughs> <laughs> that um, this is the best competition show. And I really think so because it's just like competing. So it's the politicking, but there's so much more social than um, let's say Big Brother and other live shows can be because there's a lot of things that happen behind closed doors and maybe under the covers that people don't see. Politicking is just like, You know, some girls have to do what they have to do. I mean, I kind of had that reputation, um, let's say, on season 29. um, And 28, because twenty 28, I hooked up with Cara's cousin who had just won. But no one believed me. I swear, I never saw the show before. I didn't really know who the heck that kid was. (laughs) Now I haven't hooked up with anyone in a long time. So maybe you guys could could help me on your next podcast. Is that it?
1: (laughs) I'm sure you do not need our help. I'm sure your DMs are flooded with uh, requests, I'll say. Um, (laughs) But here's the thing, Ash. Is is that a conscious decision lately on the challenge to kind of, because I feel like the people who have been on for a long time, right? Lately, we've kind of noticed a trend where there's a lot more sit back. There's a lot more kind of letting things play out, seeing how things go as opposed to, maybe your first few times on the show where we're seeing the party night one, we're seeing the the hooking up, the fighting, the arguing, more of that stuff. Are you guys, are you in a position where you're kind of letting the newbies kind of get in that lane and you kind of sit back and jump in when you need to?
2: Me personally. Okay. So this is the thing, honestly, I know a lot of people don't believe it, but like I was just saying, babe, a minute ago, I just am who I am. I never go out of my way. I feel like sometimes your subconscious is like when you're feeling insecure or lonely, you're going to want to connect with somebody, you know, Um, especially a guy, if you're a girl and vice versa. Um, But nowadays I'm just kind of like, I've been here, I've done this. I know who most of these guys are and I don't want nothing. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I've heard the rumors about what they're working with and I'm okay. yeah, so I think some people, when it, if, if we're talking about the bare spectrum, not just like me, but like other cast members, I feel like some people, well, actually, I know some people, they're going out there starting fights to get recasted or trying to hook up to get recasted. Um, it happened to me on more of the world's one with the guy that got injured he was like, oh, maybe we could have a showmance because he knew he was going to go home the next day. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't do that for TV. You got me twisted for someone that needs screen time, honey. I don't need screen time. The, the screen comes to me. I don't have to come to it.
0: Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, one time uh, Wes told me off the record, like we weren't recording, he told me that he has purposely avoided Speaking ill of one cast member in particular because he doesn't want to end up doing like a rivals season with them. He's like, I don't want to work with that person under any circumstances. So he's like, uh, I'm always nice on camera. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna blow up his spot, but like you're not alone in that thinking of trying to avoid, you know, being partnered with someone on a Battle of the X's or a rival season or whatever.
1: Yo, I thought you were gonna just say Wes was talking about her.
0: <laughs> no, I no, you were
1: going
0: with that. I was like, whoa. I, I will tell you, Ash, it was not you. Wes was not I speaking about you.
2: I know who it was. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I mean, you want to put it out there. That's on you. But I'm going to keep my lips sealed.
2: There was a girl that recently got canceled and on um, War of the Worlds 3. What was that? Total Madness or whatever. Yeah. Um, she was like, um, we had fought during the season. We had made up. And then when it airs, she's like, Oh, let's play it up on Twitter. Let's like fight. And I'm like, bitch, I'm not fake. I'm not to <laughs> thing for TV. Not on Twitter. Not when I'm filming. Not in your fucking dreams. Never. Yeah. Don't come at me with the fake stuff. The only thing fake about me, babe, is these boobs. And that's the only <laughs> thing about me, I promise. I can't do it. I just don't for
0: it. The thing is though, if you had played up that rivalry, everyone would have been on your side. It would have been a hundred percent of the internet by the end of that season on Team Ashley.
2: I know, but you know, it wouldn't have been true. And I, I just wanna put my head on the pillow at the end of the night and know I'm me. And I don't gotta have to I don't have to wake up in the morning and do a character and pretend to be someone else or I'm not an actress. I'm a reality yeah. TV star want reality TV, you want people that are real. So that's just who I am. I didn't sign up to be an actress. I didn't sign up to be fake. I signed up to be me and that's all I can be. And that's why I'm not perfect. That's why people get mad at me sometimes. That's why I fuck up, because we all fuck up.
1: So a question though, a recent trend has been people making alliances before they even get into the house. That might be kind of forcing relationships. Yeah, definitely don't work once you get in said house. But for you, how do you, what do you make of that strategy in terms of coming into the house and who you're going to work with? I know you have your crew that you've had so, success have, with before.
2: I feel like each season, my crew is like gone from the season before. It's, I mean, from losing the Lavender Ladies to losing Cara's Colt, if you will. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I just realized, uh, and and then recently, <laughs> I've realized I'm probably going to be pretty alone and not trust many people. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like you were saying, with people making alliances before, I don't do that, but it makes me very, very freaking nervous. Like, when I go into the house, I'm like, oh my God, who's been talking to who? Who's been kissing whose butt? Who's been licking whose toes? You know? <laughs> <laughs> No, so it makes me very nervous because I don't play those games, yeah. and maybe I'm more like Wes and just you know kiss everyone's butt before I walk into the house. But like I said, all I only got time for. It. I don't give a fuck enough because <laughs> I know again, and not every season is going to be your season. But I'm going to get my third win. I'm going to have the most money again. I know it. Hey. So it will come whenever but so
0: <laughs> Without- well, I'm glad you brought that up because, like, obviously, Johnny and Wes have this long rivalry that seems like it's over, but who knows? And, like, it I'm wasn't like,
3: just. I it. Yeah,
2: how the. About- I'm like, the- I feel like I'm still the new girl. You know, I've done like six, seven seasons, they've done 20. And I feel like, how the heck? Did just, like, this little country girl become you guys' big badasses, like, number one target? What the heck have I done?
0: (laughs) Well, you've won a lot. That's what you've done. (laughs) And that's what I wanted to ask you about is it's not just that Johnny and Wes have butted heads because they have very different personalities, but their strategies going into the show, they're basically complete opposites. Like, Johnny always comes in with his crew, and, like, he's loyal with them as long as can be – and West is always alliance building, but you're just as successful, or more successful than both of them. How do you like? What's your approach when you go into the house? Do you just sort of go in and assess things? Like, what's sort of your thought process in terms of strategy?
2: Um, that's a hard question because
1: um, I, I don't want you I to had- give away the secrets.
2: Oh. Let me think about this. Now, I thought I knew my strategy, but I don't know. I feel like sometimes I have to take a step back and think a little bit harder. I've kind of got complacent with, um, okay, I can build friends and I can work on that. But I'm, I feel like I've been slapped in the face with, okay, don't trust these people. They're trying to win a million dollars too. You're not going to get another Amanda. You're not going to get another Cara. You're not going to get best friends that will do, this is, okay, hold on, let me just tell you, this is the way I work with my alliances. Whenever I'm making a decision, I think what's best for my freaking alliance, because as long as they're safe, I'm gonna be safe and vice versa. And I don't, I, I know not everyone else has that mentality because they do what's best for them in that exact moment. And that's always gonna screw you up because if you have a close alliance that you ride with to the end, look at the lavender ladies. Like most of us made it to almost the final, every time we've worked together, like into the top five, I think. Um, Cars call, almost every single one of us in the alliance made it to the final. So I just feel like, I don't know, I don't really know my strategy anymore. I've been trying to work with that, trying to be good and loyal to people. And that hasn't really been doing good for me anymore. So I'm going to have to switch things up and maybe just be an evil
3: witch. <laughs> well,
1: you, you and Bananas on the last season we saw kind of went toe-to-toe, let's say, where he was trying to call you out. You were trying to call him out. But basically, I, I looked at it as, from the viewer, me just being on my couch, from my angle, it looked like one of you guys are just trying to get the other before the other one did. Simple.
2: I mean, when he said that, and I said it too on the reunion. I mean, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. He knew I was probably the only one that could rally people to get him out, and I knew he could rally people to get me out. So, I mean, honestly, I have much love for the guy. Like, I respect his gameplay. He's a uh, seven-time winner. I mean, it's like not like in Michael Jordan if you play in the NBA. I mean, he should <laughs> be a player no matter – if sometimes he did it the dirty way and I respect him for that. But yeah, he makes me mad, but kind of like a big brother. sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, <"I laughs> <wanna punch> you.
1: <laughs> So is he someone you would work with though? Yeah. Right. Sounds like it. Maybe. I,
2: I feel like babe, I feel like I'm going to have to in the future because everyone's going to be out to get me and him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the truth nowadays. I feel like as strong players, and honestly, I don't even look at myself as a strong player. I'm just starting to hear the way people talk about me behind closed doors. Like during the season, I overhear people speaking of me and like, oh, we have to get her out and this and that. And I'm like, Me? <laughs> <"See? laughs> like, why? What did I do? You know? And they're like, Oh, you're a strong player. I'm like, where? They're like, in your <laughs> out, <workout>, honey. <laughs>
0: Well, that's the thing is, like, fans of the show and longtime viewers, Sheldon and I always talk about that, like, any competition that Ashley's in, you can win, right? Like, you're very good, from our perspective, at finding whatever, like, the key part of a competition is and focusing on that. Do you feel that way, like, that you have that confidence going into an elimination, for example?
2: For sure. That, well, eliminations are one thing that I have to really start meditating on because, like you said, I use my brain to be people, not always the physical. Um, but once I start doubting myself, once I start thinking I can't win, I can be my own worst enemy. I can lose to the worst competitors just because I'm my own worst enemy, pretty much. You know, once I get in my head, it's over. Like a freaking toddler could beat me and you know, but uh, if I'm confident and I'm focused, and I'm laser focused, no one could beat me, you know? And I believe that. And I think that's with anybody in this life. If you just have good confidence and, you know, you hone in on your skills, then you'll be great. And when you beat yourself up, you're gonna lose. i <laughs> the problem saying, either make it so, to the fire or go home first. That's like what I do. <laughs>
1: if you're not first, you're last. Is that, is that the Ricky Bobby? Is that what it is? Uh, Oh my
2: God. love that movie. And also, I mean, wouldn't you freaking hate to be like me and Cam and Leroy on final or what, not, um, war of the worlds too. And make it all the way to the final. Absolutely. kill, Do the most work and then not even make a dollar. No, what, like, can't we get like a $10,000 bonus or something? Like we don't even get bonuses or nothing. Just like, Mm, sorry, you okay. almost um, Good luck. I home. need to
1: know, I need to know honestly what happened to Polly. Like, I know how it played out and how we saw it on TV, but I want to hear from you actually seeing it. And as you just described it, you guys were doing the heavy lifting, and my guy was just done. Like, no, how Pauly, much of that was editing? How much of that was like, no, no, I, no my guy I was
2: was carrying a lot? Him and Leroy were doing the freaking most. Zach? Carried one freaking time, one time, and I'm talking like ninja carried like zero. So um, people, but people like Zach and um, Polly, they literally have zero freaking percent body fat. And that season, we didn't get any electrolytes, no food. We had like one backpack, uh, one camelback of water for everybody. Like it was really tough. So you know, if you have In these situations, your body actually needs a little fat to eat and fuel itself. Mm -hmm. And when you're muscle and pure, you know, just muscle, I guess, your body has nothing to feed off of. So I think that's what happened. He just kind of went into shock. Like he was so dehydrated. Once he got the um, IV, he was better. And that sucked because he did shit. Well, no, he he did a lot. Zach did shit. But, you know, he did a lot and still didn't, you know, but still had to get the IV. I was like, well, if I had an IV, and then, like, no offense, I love Ninja, but she didn't too much, and she slept the most, <laughs> you know? Uh, if I if I could have been in that position, like, if I would have been on the other team, maybe I would have been better at the puzzle, because I don't know if you guys know, but your body gets absolutely, um, when your body is absolutely exhausted, your brain doesn't work as well either.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So. It's hard but you know I don't regret anything so
0: (laughs) on that note I'm curious I mean you've been in front of reality tv cameras for six years now more than six years what's your biggest regret either from the challenge or uh the real world is there anything that you regret
2: Oh gosh, I mean, I regret a lot of the fights I got in, what I say to people. I mean, one time I threw a glass at Nicole Ramos's head. (laughs) Alcohol and anger and a camera in my face is not good. Um, But I don't regret it. Most of the people I've gotten fights with, I'm good friends with Corey. uh, Well, I actually wasn't even fighting with Corey. He just inserted himself in that conversation. He was actually my only friend on that show, him and Jenny. Um, but like Nicole, me and her dope, me and Maddie, I just like lived through a hurricane the other day. Maddie was like the first person to call me the other morning. So, I mean, it's just a very intense show with a lot of emotions. And that actually, I just tweeted this was stop like trying to like bring people down, call them horrible names because your favorite got into a fight with them because mm-hmm. likely they're going to make up. And then you're going to look like a real butthead because now they're best friends again. And you just like try to slander their name.
1: It's like, we get so mad as a viewer, more mad than the actual people involved.
2: Exactly. (laughs) And I see them like, I don't want to say names right now, but like today i saw a lot of stuff. I'm like, y'all just calm down. Like I'm sure they're going to kiss and make up in a couple weeks. Like no Mm -hmm. reason.
0: I saw that tweet of yours. And that's sort of what led to the question I asked because I think you made a very like valid point that every obviously everyone on the show is a real person and real people make mistakes, but like, because you guys have like live under a microscope, those mistakes are blown up, right? Like it, it makes it a lot harder.
2: We're Also competing in a game for a million freaking dollars. So people's brains are just doing what they think in that moment is best for them. And it might not be what's best for them but you're looking at it from the outside. You know what I mean? So people make mistakes even in our real life with our friends at at a party and clicks and in high school and all this stuff. So can you imagine competing for a million dollars? You're gonna get paranoid. You're gonna think I can't beat her so I'm gonna have to get her out or if I don't do what these people say, I'm gonna get voted out. So everyone is only doing what's best for them. And there's no freaking way that anyone can be mad at that. Because if you're not doing what's best for you, no one else is, honey. So you're real dumb.
1: <laughs>
3: like
1: you I, have feel, to. I feel like there's a, a very clean segue into speaking of doing what's best for you. One of the biggest moments in your what challenge happened? career, <laughs> you know, you know exactly where I'm going. You know exactly where I'm going.
2: What happened? Tell me about it.
1: <laughs> well there was a season called final reckoning and I believe yourself and your partner, uh, what was his name again? Uh, Hunter, was that it? Does that sound familiar? (laughs) Are are you familiar with that person? (laughs) Well, obviously people have to know if you're watching this pod, you know, the, the resume you guys got to the final and, you earn the right, which I think is a part people live or people leave out of the discussion. You earn the right to have the decision of whether you keep all the money or if you split the million dollars with your partner and you chose to keep the million dollars. Now, I know you've probably talked about this ad nauseum. you're probably tired of it, but for our You Killed It viewers who are so happy to have you on the pod, can you please tell them, just walk them through your decision-making process, just because it was a major moment. And I agree with you in the sense that, hey, doing what's best for you in that moment, why not?
2: Anyone that says that they wouldn't do what's best for them is lying. Okay? Anyone, and then I get the question a lot, if it was your friend, would you split it? That would have been really hard. Like if I was partners with Amanda, Mm -hmm. I can say probably, But would I have had to fucking probably cry and think and like, oh my God, yes. Because it's a million dollars and honey, we get taxed. We live in America. I hate to tell you how much taxes are once you make that much in one year, especially with lottery tax. It's a lot. And 500,000 and a million are two different worlds. So my thought process was weeks and weeks before the final. You can ask Marie. can ask sylvia i told everyone like if i get the chance to do what johnny bananas did and i know america will probably hate me i'm doing it listen i had family members going through things that i got to help them get through by paying for it with that money i mean i probably spent 50 grand easy just to help family you know what i mean so i did what i needed to do for me and mine and Mm -hmm. if you don't think he wouldn't have done the same thing you're delusional and if you think that even if we, I did split it, if you thought we gonna be best friends, be together, he'd check on me when like my uncle just got anything like this, when my dad died, no, he wasn't there. He didn't do that. I remember when my dad died, he didn't text me, you know? So we weren't close, we weren't friends. He was someone I was partners with and he was someone that I slept under the cover, covers with three times. Like yeah. <laughs> you ain't nothing to me, you know, yeah. so it was, no, like Cara said This Me and Cara are friends now But I always laugh when I re-watch the clip Because she's like This bitch doesn't even wait three seconds And I'm like You're right honey I didn't I already knew what I was going to say
0: <laughs> Well we, inter- we interviewed Marie After that finale And she said exactly what you just said That she knew weeks in advance That if you had that opportunity That you would do it And, like, in all honesty, I mean, Sheldon and I both agreed with your decision because it's not just that you're looking out for you and yours, but he'd been rude and disrespectful towards you all season. Like, why would you put money in someone's pocket that had been so incredibly rude consistently? Like, it it makes no sense.
2: Sometimes we argued, and those were, like, the things that maybe you saw – and shout out to um, Buddy Murray or MTV, whoever edited it to show some of the things he said. But that wasn't even half of it, babe, I promise. It was every day. I mean, I remember hanging off of the fucking cliff. One of the reasons I quit because he wouldn't even talk to me on where to take the rope and where to hook it. He wouldn't even speak to me at all, no words. So I'm like, how the fuck can I work with this guy? I and mean, then when he did speak, it was just me. And the truth was, and he can deny it till the day he dies, was that when we got to Africa, he thought maybe we'd start hooking up again. Uh, We got to have our cell phones because we got there uh, later than other people before we got into the house, obviously. And you know, he invited me to come to his room and I did not go. And then within the second day, I'd hooked up with Kyle and he was butthurt. I mean, he's a young boy, he's (laughs) 26 or something. So his feelings were hurt and that's, what it was, and if he has anything else to say, it's a lie. Because you can ask Corey, you can ask CT, who I've ran a final with. I'm a great partner. Honey, boys will love to be my partner. Believe it or not, I can actually shut up and take direction. So there's no reason for him to be saying I'm a bad partner, I'm not a good competitor. We all know that's not true. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you guys have any type of relationship now? Like, have you guys spoken since that at all?
2: Uh, well, we had, remember season 33, where him and I mm-hmm. went head to head in the first elimination yeah. and face. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, but during that season, so what a lot of people don't know was that at the beginning, it actually the elimination ring flooded. So they had to move the whole freaking elimination. So we actually were there. I was the first to get a boot but I was still in the house, I think like seven days or like nine days or something crazy. Okay. Uh, So we actually had some like interaction that was invasion, season 29 interaction, just like little jokes, a little poke, um, like old school Hunter and Ashley, like where we got Mm -hmm. along and it was honestly surprising to me. And uh, yeah. He's not evil. He's not evil. He's just a boy, I think, that got his feelings hurt. And, you know, he yeah. treated me bad because he was a young boy. He makes mistakes. And I just happened to get my reckoning on that season, you know. <laughs> and it's He's not definitely
1: my- in his feelings.
2: Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, we haven't talked besides that season
0: 33. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, like we said earlier, you know, you've been in front of reality TV cameras for six years And those are like important years of anyone's life. What's it sort of like to grow up in front of the camera?
2: Oh my goodness. Um, It makes you grow up, to be honest. It's going to make me emotional. Like when you just said like you've been on TV for six years, I like almost got emotional. I'm like, oh my goodness, it seems like so crazy. I never thought I would be here. But uh, watching yourself on TV, I think makes you so much more self-aware than other people. like I know my flaws. I know the way my voice gets when I drink. I know that I can get angry and how to control it now. I know to not speak out of anger as much. I mean, when you're in the show, of course, I'm going to uh, maybe lash out a little bit more because it's all this intensity. In uh, real life, I'm not screaming at people, cursing at people, uh you know none of none of my friends will say that's like Ashley they'll be like gosh that's Ashley very angry that we like hardly have ever seen that happen so I don't really get like that but um I appreciate the chance to watch myself and grow some people want to deny it and then play the victim or make excuses I don't make excuses I say I'm a human I fucked up and let me learn why I did that and make sure i don't do that again you know so it's honestly it's a blessing it's a blessing to get to do it i mean you know you look at your makeup your hair you're like Uh what was i thinking that's just all surface stuff and that stuff doesn't matter
1: so so other than obviously the season where you won the million dollars because i'm gonna guess that would be your favorite season of the challenge what what else – how much do you like hearing that, by the way? I saw the little shimmy there. How much you like hearing when, when you won a million dollars?
2: That was probably my first win, babe. Hey, I mean,
1: yeah.
2: when I won the first time, it was – it was like, a, like it wasn't happening. You know, like I sat there and I just like – I felt like I needed to pinch myself. I could cry. I mean, I didn't feel – I felt like – well, actually, both times. I felt like I was going crazy. Like, I needed to be put in a mental home or something because I'm like, is this real? Like, I didn't feel like I was in reality both times.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever go back and watch the old seasons? Like, obviously, when you're on a current season, you're expected to watch it so you can tweet and have the reacts and everything for social media and, you know, know what to say at the reunion. But you go back and, like, watch – real-world explosion or anything ever?
2: (laughs) I went through a hard time in my life. I was drinking far too much. My face was swollen. No, and I just hated it, Uh, hated who I was, hated who they were. So, no, I do not watch that one. But uh, I don't watch really any of them until I make new friends. They find out who I am via Instagram or whatever, and (laughs) oh my God, I want to see I want to watch you next. Know, especially if I get like a new boyfriend, which is like every other one. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good on you.
2: But uh, yeah, they always want to see. Of course, I'm making sure. So if they want to see some clips, I'm making sure which ones I'll play. Like the one with yeah. me and Nani in the elimination where I win or. <laughs>
0: <Hey>. <laughs> Smart. The is highlight reel.
2: Why no, that one's not good. <laughs>
1: is it tough dating and being a single person while being on reality TV as well? Like, cause you're going to have the people who know you from the show and they're going to try to come at you in a certain way. But then also like, I mean, you're just going to have other dudes just trying to get at you because you are a dope ass person as well. So, when you have people who might not know you from the challenge, then you got to explain, or they might know, but they don't really know. And then you kind of got to explain how difficult is that scenario where you might have to be like, okay, here is this video that you might (laughs) come across or one of your boys might be like, Hey.
2: Um, That's not really the issue. I think mostly the issue has been with uh, the dating on reality TV is now that I do it, you know, we're usually filming twice a year. Okay. Mm-hmm. During COVID this year, we filmed once, but, oh well, y'all say. see. Um, <laughs> we usually film twice a year. And so that means I might get four to five months at the most to get to know somebody, start dating them, you know, four or five months is when you really start getting really silly, serious, start knowing somebody, you know, And then I'm off for two months with no cell phone, no connection, no way to talk to them, except maybe once a week for like five minutes, you know? So that's the hard part because being, especially me, I don't trust, I've been on reality TV for years, like on a show where you get backstabbed and your best friends throw you, you know? So it's hard for me to trust people. Uh, so you know I'm maybe seeing someone for five months barely trust them to tell them my middle name and now I've got to disappear for two months and trust they're not gonna stray or do something to piss me off which is probably highly unlikely (laughs) so that's like the worst part about dating is you know I'm gone sometimes four months out of the year yeah that's just hard. I mean, if I was in a relationship for two two years, you know, year and a half, three years, like, yeah, okay, maybe we can handle that. But I mean, I'm going to be gone longer than I know you. Like, it's not gonna work. You
0: know? mm-hmm. um, about that mental strain, because like, you alluded to it before, but like being in the challenge house is so intense. And you are away from friends and family for two months at a time. How do you like sort of take care of yourself mentally. Like what sort of self-care do you engage in? How do you, I guess, get right when you get back home and like get back on solid footing?
2: Well, you know, it's hard. I've talked to people, uh, you know, after my first few seasons, I was talking to girls like Maureen, Nani, just, I mean, a lot of the girls. And I'm like, goodness, when I get home from these seasons, I'm just like the laziest uh, hermit. I just like lock myself in the house. I don't wanna see no one. And I just like order food every day, Uber Eats. And they're like, me too, girl. I do the same thing for at least like one week or two weeks. I'm like, oh my God. <gasps> okay, I
3: thought
2: <laughs> it was a type of mental distress. That's exactly what it is. It is a mental distress. Um, beforehand, I get nervous. Uh, I work out more before when I'm in there. It depends, you know, when I walk in there alone, I've gone, the last season I did, I, I didn't sleep hardly, I think for three days. And I had to make myself just like eat food. And I didn't think I was in danger. I didn't think I was gonna be voted in, but I was just, my anxiety was so bad. And you would think after doing it a million freaking times, you'd just be used to it. But sometimes I think the more you do it, the worse it gets, because you know what, to do. <laughs> like, you're like oh shit I'm back in hell (laughs) I I mean it's really great and I there's no one on the show that's more grateful than me I promise you every day I write in my journal how grateful I am to have this life for Buddy Murray for MTV just for the fans for the podcast everything I just think it's amazing but also it's a double-edged sword you know what I mean so
1: Yeah, I think that kind of shows through, right? Like one of the things that we talk about people who end up being kind of our favorite castmates, we reference it on our show all the time, people who we'd like have a beer with that we would just like, yeah, I could see myself hanging out with this person, just having a beer, just chilling, shooting the shit, which I mean, in turn kind of is the vibe that I'm getting on this pod at the same time, right? And I think that that's so important when you're watching reality TV, because Yes, you're trying to win a million dollars. Yes, there's so much going on. But at the end of the day, you guys are people, right? Yeah. And, and like, everyone's got a story. Everyone's coming from their own place. But uh, the, I love the way that you just explained kind of the, the real aspect of being on the show and some of the things that you guys have to deal with. And when I think of the last season in that bunker, like, I couldn't even imagine what that would have been like in that bunker. Like, how difficult that. was that?
2: challenges they blacked out the windows of the buses so we literally saw no like daylight nothing like we didn't have windows on the buses or in the bunker
1: how how were you guys dealing with that especially in such contrast to what we're normally seeing when you guys are outside and there's a pool and you can chill by the pool for a day or whatever like how how were you able to deal with that just constantly every day Inside, not seeing the light. And then, even the stuff that we found out from the uh, reunion episodes about like the washroom situation and all that, like that just seems so terrible. I have no idea how you guys coped with that, but how bad was it in comparison to what we saw, but also to what you actually had to experience? Give us like the real behind the scenes.
2: Oh, it's 10 times worse than you could imagine. I mean, I don't want to call anyone out, but there were people on the first few days that had panic attacks um even I'll call myself out even within the first week I asked to talk to the psychologist, and that's what's great about the show they do care about us our producers love us you know and I love them uh and if you're starting to feel that way you just tell them I need to talk to somebody and they'll let you so I mean I think I wasn't there very long uh but from what I've heard A lot of people that season had to talk to a psychologist, which I've never heard of any of my seasons ever. Not one person. Um, But also the air was stale. It was a real bunker, babe. This wasn't like a fake freaking bunker that they just like made. No, this was like an actual, it used to be a museum before we moved in supposedly. And the air was stale. And like me, Corey and Anissa broke out in rashes. Like it was bad, bad bad i mean you feel like you couldn't breathe and then when you did have to pee like let's say in the middle of the night you had to use the bathroom we all do especially after drinking beer all night <laughs> you gotta wake up and pee right you had to put on your shoes put on your socks put on your shoes put on your pants probably not in that order but and <laughs> walk all the way through this bunker which was this long ass hallway through the kitchen through that whole gym you saw and then outside for just as long as like the hallway, like pretty freaking, not couple hundred yards and then go use a porta potty in the middle of like freezing cold while it's raining, while it's snowing in the middle of the night. Terror, I was scared. I don't like the dark and I hate the cold. So I was just
1: miserable.
0: Yeah, I can't fathom that. That would be horrible. Um, I know that you get along with, basically all of your castmates, and you're friends with a lot of them, but it also seems like you really keep your personal life separate from the challenge world. Why is that, and like do you find that difficult to do?
2: Uh, To be honest, this is going to be a little mean, but to be honest, I don't, I think that people who try to be in contact and they go to somebody's city, they hit them up, they link up, or they just go to the city to link up. They're doing it for the gram. They're doing it to get more followers. They don't really give a heck. They usually end up stabbing each other in the back anyways. They're not that close on the show. They're fake to each other. And maybe they don't have other friends outside of reality TV. You know, I mean, if you're so fake all the time, in real life, people are gonna see that. So, Me now, do I not hang out with them at all? No, I'm not saying that. You know, I was in Miami and I messaged Josh and ended up never hanging out with him. I hung out with Jose one night, like for a few hours, uh, but I'm not going out of my way because in reality, you're not going out of your way to talk to me every day. We ain't messaging, we ain't talking, we're not texting, you know. So I feel like the people that are linking up all the time, they're doing it for the grand, they're doing it for YouTube, they're, you know, doing it to get followers and i don't
3: give a damn about
2: followers (laughs) you don't like give me follow me i appreciate it um but you can see i don't be doing promotions i'm not an influencer that's my instagram my social media is just me that's all i can be i said this from the beginning of the podcast
1: (laughs) yeah you mentioned earlier on a couple of the alliances that you worked with, and obviously you had the Lavender Ladies. You had Cara's uh, Cult, if we're going to call it that. <laughs> Air I like that for man. sure. Um, well,
2: some people call it. We called ourselves the Royal Family because I was like geez. drunk one night and like gave us all these little nicknames, just being like a <laughs> middle school girl because uh, of Queen Cam, and then like the yep. Cara's Knights and all these different things. Uh, but yeah, we'll just call us
1: anyways (laughs) i like it i like it but what which which was your favorite alliance to work with maybe not necessarily the one that made it the farthest but which one did you have the most fun with that you would say hey if we all if i got to choose who i'm going into a house with these are the people i want to rock with oh gosh you know
2: i just have to say the lavender ladies because they're just like assholes together we're funny we're picking on each other we're you know doing like. Sylvia did this like nerdy dance naked all the time because it would just be us in the bedroom like do this weird little thing or like me like pretend to be like a cat and vomit like when people (laughs) made me sick or whatever like we just were like complete weirdos yeah Uh, I mean but me and Cam and Cara we had our own oh and Lee really because he was in our bedroom we had our own jokes too it's just so hard because each season is almost like um if you went to a new high school each Mm -hmm. year and you made a good click of friends, you know what I mean? It's just hard for me. I love them all in completely different ways. It's so hard to explain. Is there someone who, there's someone I had to love the most and that's Amanda. I mean, there I just, there's no one I love more on the challenge than Amanda because she's probably done the most for me. So. Uh,
1: Regular listeners see you killed it. will know I am a huge Amanda fan. I rep a lot. Just because she is like, much like you, much like even Marie. But here's the thing that I like the most, okay? Sometimes people need to be told about themselves, right? You don't get just, and a, and a lot of times I like when people stand up for themselves when, you know, whether it was Zach always going at her or whatever. But I like that you guys really stick up for yourselves all the time. You're not putting up with the BS. So I rep that. Um, my other question though I was going to ask you is, you obviously talked about, we know you won the million dollars. We know you've done pretty well on this season of the challenge, but if you were to pick who you think the best female competitor is of the challenge, who would you think it is? If you were going to name like a top three. Okay. And well, you, I
2: cannot. not, I could not add old school challengers into nowadays
1: because the whoever old- you want, it's your list.
2: Like- freaking stupid. It was like carnival games. It's like what we do on Chance for Stars. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. what we do now. And I think my number one's going to have to be Jenny. Okay. Uh, I think she – I know in her first season she lost to Tori, but I knew she was going to lose because her mental was not there. She was defeated that whole week in the house. I knew she was going to lose before, before we even showed up to the elimination. Yeah. Um, that girl, she is smart, and I mean, she's more athletic than any girl or guy in the house. She's just really awesome. Um, I don't know, I just really think she's a joke competitor. I, well, I just like competitors that are the opposite of me, like Jenny, okay. Cara, Kim, people <laughs> that got like the physical behind them, you know? I mm-hmm. think that's just really impressive because that's what I'm not, and I don't think I will ever be that player. So I respect it heavy, like I really respect it. Um. Yeah, I would guess I'd have to say those three. I think Tori's up there too. Okay. I think she's a competitor. Her social isn't exactly there. She kind of plays an, uh, a a nice game. Well, when Jordan's not around, she plays <laughs> a game where she's trying to kind of maybe be nice to everyone too much. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess that's the rumor about me recently too. So I can't <laughs> talk.
1: <laughs> Let me ask say, you something.
2: But I, I definitely have to say nowadays, Jenny and Cara. I always think that Kara is one of the best players. I just, she deserves the respect that she's
3: earned.
1: Do you think she gets a bad rap in terms of the fans? Cause there are moments where I'll be honest, I haven't always been a huge fan of Kara's, but do you think she gets a bad rap or a bad edit, or maybe just kind of misunderstood with what goes on in the well, house sometimes?
2: That's why we go through moments. You know, uh, and we're not seeing what's happening in people's real life outside of the show. So there's seasons that maybe I've lashed out, like on season 33, when I lashed out over a stupid joke about me. Um, So, you know, maybe on season 34, she was a little bit mopey and, you know, but she admitted that she told me, you know, I've been going through some shit and I feel better now that I took a break from the challenge. And I'm not that, you know, I'm back to being Cara. Yeah. So, I mean, she does get a bad rep, but she was a little bit bad. I mean, not as bad as that people are mean to her, but she was a little mopey, playing the victim, uh, woe is me. But, I, I mean, we all handle different things in our life different ways. She's not that person. She just had an off-season, man, and we all do in our lives. You have off-seasons, you know, like, totally. I was you know lazy this summer I wasn't working as much I was mean to my girl I was whatever you know what I mean but you catch yourself and you fix it and lucky luckily and sadly for us we have to catch it on national television with the rest of America well the world has played worldwide now so it's it's a curse and a blessing (laughs) at the same time (laughs)
1: Nice. You just reminded me of that season. I guess it would have been the War of the World season where um you know it was US versus the UK and Tori and Jordan end up jumping to the other side. Or that was, I guess sorry?
2: War of the Worlds too. That was the War one. of the
1: Worlds too. My bad. My bad. Yes. War of the Worlds two. Um what was that season like? Cause that was a heavy politics season in terms of, I really think you gave a, you gave a shout out to the producers earlier on in the pod. And we kind of talk about this a lot, how the past mm-hmm. few seasons, they've done such a good job of coming up with the different gameplay and strategies. And just like, you know, things where you guys got to be on your toes to figure out the game within the game. But that one in particular, there seemed to be a lot of different moving pieces behind the scenes how did that one work for you guys? Cause you guys had the power in the house, but Tori and Jordan became a problem. Just what was what was the, the nature like in the house during that season?
2: Uh, well, from the other people that weren't in the Alliance and this is what usually happens when you have an Alliance that's running the season or running the show. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, oh, they're bullies. Oh, they're, you know, but now we weren't being mean to people. We were just had the power. And you know the shoe is always on a different foot. You know you're not always gonna have that power. That just happened. So people that say that that are like, oh, they weren't mean, they weren't bullies, and you know, kind of the editing made it look like that. It's like,
1: yeah,
3: <laughs> no,
2: no, no, we just had the we just got lucky that season, and we were smart because we knew this wasn't a team versus team game. Because your mm-hmm. team won or lost, somebody was going in, possibly, you know, from mm-hmm. your team. So we just played smarter and we had girls like me and Cam and a player, a big brother player like Polly that was working with all the UK guys that yes. were smart to see, okay, who cares if our teams are strong? If you don't make it to the final, you're not going to fucking win. Mm-hmm. So we just realized like, you know, even if Tori and Jordan are good players, even if, you know, Georgia was the best player, you ain't working with us. And so we're not working with you. So, I mean, it was for me, one of the easiest seasons. I never, <laughs> I did not even care. Like we didn't even care. Like we were just drinking wine. Like it doesn't matter who wins or lose because we have the numbers. And as long, and you know, people are always like, well, you can't take everyone to the final. Well, we'll figure that out when we get there. You know, yeah. but we gotta so we can just freaking sit pretty. Yeah. So, And also that one, like for the tribunal, you also had to vote within your team who on the team is going to be a tribunal. So like, let's say Zach or people on the team or the UK too, they'd be like, oh, well, he he got first place in our team. He should be uh, in the tribunal. We're like, well, let's put it up to a vote then. It's <laughs> <Because we> have- <laughs> so like, okay, let's vote about it because that's the only way. And we're all like, okay you're not in there like it was just so you know they'd be giving their excuses and their pleas and like begging for they're like no i should be in tribunal like i haven't been in once i'm like that sucks for you my friend but you're not
1: (laughs) amazing amazing. it was just
2: light work it was so freaking fun so fun uh
1: my last question i got for you ash is just you know kind of the to overarched overarching narrative of just like how cool it is for us to have you on the pod. But when I say to you, you know, that you are one of the best challenge competitors in the history of the game, and, uh, and hey, people might wanna deny that, but as I said, check the resume. Resume speaks for itself, right? Numbers don't lie. And what does that make you feel when you think of that and you think of everything that you've been through on the show, on reality TV, from your first appearance on the real world, to now to where, hey, you got people who, like this is happening right now, because our fans were like, hey, you guys need to get Ashley on your show. Like, how cool is that? How does that feel to to know that the brand MTV The Challenge and you are going to be synonymous forever? Like how big of a deal is that for you when you hear that?
2: Well, you guys already know it's going to make me emotional, but um, well, I'll say this. I just was going through my old yearbooks at my mama's house a few weeks ago, and I saw that my favorite show was the real world, the challenge, like, in my yearbook. I didn't even ever remember that.
0: That's so cool.
2: Yeah, it's so cool, man. It's so freaking cool. Uh, I don't know how it makes me feel. I just definitely don't take it for granted. I feel blessed. Uh, I just wish people would remember I'm just like you guys. I mean, Maybe not you guys. You guys are weird. No, I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) You don't even know the half of it, Ash.
2: (laughs) Uh, But like everyone else, I mean, I'm just a girl from West Virginia who never even thought this would be a possibility, you know? I just would always joke about it or when I was, like, little, be like, I'm going to move to California and I'm going to be famous one day, blah, blah, blah. I used to always say that. So, I mean, I definitely... I don't know I mean I have goosebumps right now I don't know what to say I'm just I'm, I'm grateful and God has definitely blessed me and yeah hopefully I get to keep coming back and I'll be the Johnny the female Johnny Bananas because I'll never <laughs> stop coming back because I love, I love to compete I love that it keeps me you know it keeps me exercising keeps me in shape keeps me, me wanting to be um Smart politically, you know, game wise keeps you using your brain. Want me to do puzzles to make sure I'm on top of it. Um, keeps me cool, you know, like I'm getting old. I'm like, what the hell? How the hell do I use TikTok? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, gosh, you guys keep me young. <laughs> so, but, you know, some of our fans are older than me, much, much older than me. And so that's always cool too to see, like, People in their 50s and 60s like, oh, I watch your show. I'm like, you sure? Are you sure? Maybe you're mistaken me.
3: Um,
2: I don't know, man. I'm just blessed. I thank you guys for having me on. I thank MTV. I thank anybody that supports me. You guys must be a little weird to like me, but it's because I'm... (laughs) We
0: We don't want to get you in trouble with MTV, but what can we expect from this coming season? Hmm. I know that's a tightrope that I'm asking you to walk.
2: I expect the unexpected.
0: Okay. You know, All
2: right. This the Big brother was very, everything happened was like, like that's what we expected. That's what we expected. This season is going to be opposite. It's going to be like nothing you guys have ever seen. When you think you have something figured out, You're an asshole because you don't have it figured out. I'm telling you now, you do not know what's coming. I
0: love it. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us. We really appreciate it. This is like a bucket list for us and our show. We didn't tell Mm -hmm. any of our listeners you were coming on, so it's going to be a big surprise when this drops. And we're just so grateful that you're able to make the time when you're in Mexico and probably have more fun than you could be having.
1: (laughs) I might
2: have had a coffee today. Uh, Coffee, (laughs) coffee of course
1: right of course of course ash thanks so much for for jumping on with us man really appreciate it this has been so much fun
2: thank you guys so much for having me i really love y'all and just thank you for the support and the love and stay safe out there